Cortez, the one and only financial health mentor to the black community, everybody's favorite fatherpreneur, where I do my absolute best to bring practical yet proven wealth building strategies to working men and women all over this great nation of ours. It is truly an honor, privilege, and a blessing to come to you live and direct from the Black Wealth Movement Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Guys, if you are not yet a part of the Black Wealth Movement, you have nine days left to um, join our movement for $25 off your first month. Yep. For $9.95, you can join our financial success membership where we will teach you the art of entrepreneurship. We will teach you tax minimization strategies. We will teach you uh, debt elimination strategies. We will teach you credit education, how to restore your own credit and how to maintain good credit, how to leverage credit to build wealth. And we will teach you asset accumulation or in other words, how investments work so you can get your money working for you. Guys, the collective net worth of the mentorship of the Black Wealth Movement is nearly a billion dollars. Where else can you go and get mentored um, for $35 a month? Where else can you go and get that $35 a month to be mentored by near billionaires? Right. So um, all you got to do is text Black Wealth Movement to 314-874-6887. Again, that's text Black Wealth Movement to 314-874-6887. I'll get you some additional information, uh, a complete overview so you can understand how our program works, why it's such uh, uh, why it's so effective and why it is probably the best thing for working class Americans. Point blank, period, man. Uh, you got to have a solution for inflation. You got to have an answer for taxes. You got to have a strategy for getting out of debt. And you got to know how to build income producing assets. Um, and that's what we teach. We're about building multi generational wealth. So again, text Black Wealth Movement to 314 874 6887, and I'll get you what you need to make that happen. All right. Uh, do me a huge favor. If you're checking us out on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, man. Uh, you want to stay connected to the channel. Uh, not only do I do this show in the morning, sometimes I do midday motivations. Other times I uh, I'll post uh, recorded content. Uh, a lot of the content that I post on Facebook, I also will eventually upload over here. So uh, you definitely want to stay connected to the show. And then go ahead and hit the share button, man. Share it on your favorite social media outlet. 
introduce other people to talking money in the morning live just like you like to wake up with it uh in the morning chances are other people would like to as well and for those of you who are new checking out the show for the first time i'd like to let you know exactly who the show is for this show is for risers and grinders only man you got to be ready to get up get out and get something in today's economy if not you're not going to have anything right if that's you this is your show uh, this show is for those who are looking to build legacies long term, right? You want your name to mean something 100 years from now. You want your children to have something based on what you do today 1,000 years from now. Well, guess what? This is your show. Uh, maybe you have realized that, you know what? I want to build wealth. I've got the desire to build wealth. I got the discipline to build wealth, but maybe you just don't have uh, coaching, mentorship, maybe you just don't have the strategies, maybe you're missing uh, one of the critical components for helping you to build wealth. Well, that's what this show is for. On the other hand, who is the show not for? It's not for the eternal bump on the law, man. Uh, we know some people just flat out just lack ambition. And if that's you, unfortunately, this is not your show. We know that there are people who uh, have a problem for every solution. If you're that negative person, uh, we have a low tolerance for that. This is not your show. Uh, and like I tell you each and every morning, man, I don't have a problem with you not wanting to be wealthy. That's your prerogative. My problem comes when you have a problem with me wanting to be wealthy. Why does my aspirations rub you the wrong way? Could it be that my ambition or my aspirations shines a light on your lack of ambition? I'm just saying, I'm just trying to figure it out. And if you've never seen a future billionaire before, I want you to take a screenshot. Jeez. And watch your boy work because it's about to go down. So, again, do me a favor. Share the show. Uh, and let's get ready to rock and roll today. So, guys, we've been talking about these 12 principles of fulfilling your personal vision. Uh, our people perish for two reasons. Lack of knowledge and lack of vision well it's the lack of knowledge of the principles of vision that's causing the lack of vision i'm gonna say it again our people perish for two reasons lack of knowledge and lack of vision well guess what our people are perishing because they lack the knowledge of the principles of vision. So that's why we are doing this series and it looks like we have Future Leaders LLC in the building. Who else do we have in the building? Go ahead and type uh, where you're from and the name of your brand if you're building a brand. If you are not building a brand or a business, my question to you is this, why the heck not? <laughs> why aren't you, man? In 2018, it should be completely clear and evident that you absolutely need uh, your own stuff, right? So don't give up your job, whatever you're doing to make money right now, keep doing that. But you might want to start doing something in addition to that to make another stream of passive or residual income. Um, I mean, that's just the economy that we live in, man. You never know what's going to happen on your job or things of that nature. So make sure that you're doing what you can to protect and buffer. So Type in the chat where you're from. The chat does appear live in real time so you can interact with the show. In fact, I prefer that you interact with the show. So we started with um, parts one, two, and three. Part one, we just laid the foundation and we did uh, principle number one. Part two, we did principles two and three. Part three, we did principles four through six. So let me just recap the principles. 
Uh, principle number one is be directed by a clear vision, right? Be directed by a clear vision. Principle number two is know your potential for fulfilling the vision, right? Everything that you need to fulfill your vision is either already in you or will be provided once you start walking towards completion of the vision. Number three, develop a concrete plan, right? You have to plan. Proper planning prevents poor performance. You have to make a plan uh, if you're going to be successful in fulfilling your vision. Number four, possess the passion of vision. Point me to someone who is successful at any level that doesn't have passion. I don't think you can do it. You can't be successful without passion. Number five was develop the faith of vision. You've got to believe in the vision. You've got to be faithful to the vision. You've got to be committed to the vision, right? Develop the faith of vision. And number six, understand the process of vision. Yes, there is a process of vision. Good morning, Body by Bazell is in the building out of Chicago. Uh, getting it in. I appreciate you for tuning in this morning. Um, all you need for your, your health and fitness, uh, physical health, right? Uh, and that's why I love what we do. So you got your physical or your fitness or your uh, exercise club membership, right? You've got your church or mosque or uh, 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 synagogue membership for your spiritual health. You need a financial success membership for your money health. That's what the Black Wolf Movement is about. So good morning, uh, Giovanni Body by Brazil. So let's get into today's uh, three principles. We're going to do principles seven, eight, and nine. Principle number seven is set the priorities of vision. So you have to, your vision <clears throat> will cause you to have certain priorities. So uh, some of the points that you want to understand when you're setting the priority of vision is you must set priorities in relation to your vision. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, but we're going to go into a deeper dive. Uh, your vision, when you set the priorities, then it's easy for you to make your day-to-day -day choices. In fact, your day-to-day -day choices are already made for you based on your vision. It's simple. When it comes to making choices, it's, does this line up with my vision or does it not? It's just that simple. Uh, priority is the key to effective decision making. Priority is the key to effective decision making. Guys, if you're just jumping on, go ahead and type in the chat where you're from and shout out the name of your brand. If you're not shouting you out, who is? Priority is the key to effective decision making, right? Based on what I'm trying to accomplish, based on the vision, based on the priorities of the vision, when things come up and I have to make choices throughout the day, it's as simple as asking this question, will this help me or hinder me in the pursuit of this vision? Will this provide benefit or will it distract me from accomplishing the mission? But where there is no vision, that's why people perish 
because they can get distracted and be pulled in all sorts of ways. Lakeisha, what's going on, uh, sis? Welcome to the show this morning. Uh, everything isn't good unless they are good for your vision. See, there are some things that you could be doing right now today that are good for you. Some things that you could be doing right now that are good to you, but they may not necessarily be good towards the fulfilling of your vision. And you've got to know how to distinguish the difference. The things that are good for you, good to you, but may not necessarily be good for the accomplishment of your vision, right? Uh, as a youth basketball coach, I had to give up uh, coaching. Now, coaching is good for me. It's good for the uh, young people who I get to pour into their lives, but it was not good for the fulfillment of my ultimate vision and purpose. And that was a tough decision for me, right? You're going to have to make some tough decisions when it comes to prioritizing your vision. In fact, the greatest challenge is not to choose good or bad. The greatest challenge comes in choosing good or best. I'm going to say it again. The greatest challenge is not necessarily choosing what is good and bad. When you're on a mission, when you got things going on in your life and you see yourself going somewhere, it's, it's, it's not that difficult to decide whether something is good or bad. That's not that difficult. The challenge is in deciding whether or not you need to be going after what is good or what is best. So everybody put in the chat, good versus best. There are things that are good for the mission, but then there are things that are the best for the mission. And that's where your critical decision-making comes in. That's where the challenging and decision-making comes in. What is good for the mission? Versus what is the best thing to do for the mission that will help you accomplish the vision? Good versus best. That's where your challenge really, really lies, right? And then number, uh, the last point on setting the priorities and the importance of setting the priorities is this. Vision protects you from trying to do everything. Vision, your vision, when you're faithful to that vision, when you're committed to that vision, when you've got a plan for that vision, when you understand uh, uh, the principles of vision, when you understand the priorities of vision, when you understand the faith of vision, when you develop the uh, the process uh, uh, for uh, uh, and passion for vision, it will keep you from trying to do everything. It will keep you from trying to do everything. Sometimes we don't know how to say no, <laughs> right? And I want you to write something down. No is a complete sentence. I, I learned this from a mentor not long ago, man, and it, and it tripped me out. And when I really pondered on it, I was like, wow, no is a complete sentence. See, sometimes when we tell people no, 
We have to give them the reason behind our no, as if we owe them an explanation. Somebody asks you to do something, it doesn't align with your vision, no. It's a complete sentence. It's That's it, no, period. And we keep it moving, right? But when you say no, along with a some sort of explanation, then the person that you're saying no to will come back and try to overcome that objection and talk you into changing your no to a yes. Next time someone asks you to do something that doesn't allow with your vision, I want you to try it. I want you to just say no and change the subject. And say no and just move on. And see how refreshing it is. Because people take you seriously when you can just say no and move on. When you say no and then start immediately backtracking with all sorts of reasons why you have to say no, then people start to believe that there is the, the door is cracked. The door is slightly open for you to change your mind. Hey, Cortez, man, we, we, we about to go uh, uh, hit a road trip, man. Guys, just going to go hang out, man, drink a little bit, smoke a little bit, and kick it. Uh, you coming? No. So how the kids? How the family? Everybody good? No is a complete sentence. So you have to get used to and, and prepare, wrap your mind around uh, having to say no to certain things that do not align with your vision, that may be good for your vision, but they may not be the best thing for your vision. That's the challenge, good versus best. We know good and bad. Hey, I know this is bad, so I don't, it, it makes no sense, right? But this is good for my vision, but is it the best thing for the vision? So we got to understand how to prioritize in that way. So really quickly, let's hit today's quote of the day. And today's quote of the day says this. This is from my girl, India Irie. One shot to the heart. It should say heart and not here. One shot to the heart without breaking the skin. No one has the power to hurt you like your kin. So I didn't write that really good. It should say no one. One shot to the heart without breaking the skin. No one has the power to hurt you like your kin. Powerful, powerful quote right there. And, and she said, I think this is from the song Get It Together uh, off her second album. One of my favorite lyrics of all time. And, and this is important to understand, not for those who are saying things that are hurting us. But this is, I, I put this together for, for you to understand the power that you have to hurt other people, especially those that are closest to you, and for you to understand the importance of speaking easy. One shot to the heart without breaking the skin. No one has the power to hurt you like your kin. Why? Because those who are close to you know your intimate secrets. They know what ticks you off. They know all of these things about you so they have the ammunition necessary to really hurt you. But this isn't about people hurting you. I want you to get this for yourself. 
I want you to be careful when you're speaking to your loved ones. I want you to be careful of the things that you allow to come out of your mouth directed towards the people that you love and care about. Even when and in spite of them saying things to hurt you. Because man, sometimes to fire back with all that we know about a particular person, sometimes to fire back and really hit below the belt, I want you to practice taking the high road when you're dealing with people that you know and love, right? Because again, one shot to the heart without breaking the skin. No one has the power to hurt you like your kin. And no one has more power to hurt your kin than you. So be careful with that, man, because those scars last a lifetime. Those scars, I mean, it really, really, people forgive, but they, they can't forget sometimes. And uh, that can really damage relationships. Today's quote of the day was brought to you by Monetize My Life Academy. If you are serious about building and exploding your brand, Monetize My Life Academy allows you to do that for just $40 a month. All of the webinars, courses, you get live branding and marketing coaching, uh, you get in uh, to join our private Facebook group where you can answer uh, ask questions that can be answered uh, via the group collectively, but also by the mentors and coaches. Uh, so www.monetizemylifeacademy.com. You'll need a special coupon if you want to try it out for the first month for $40. The coupon code is dollar sign four zero bucks. So 40 bucks, but you have to put the dollar sign four zero B-U-C-K-S all caps. Right. Good morning, Royal Justice is in the building. Uh, if you're just joining on, go ahead and type where you're from and the name of your brand uh, as well. So again, one shot to the heart without breaking the skin. No one has the power to hurt you like your kin. But remember, you're kin to someone and you have that same power. So be careful when it's time to clap back. Be careful when you're getting in, into heated exchanges with those you love and care about, man. And, and speak easy, man. Speak easy, right? Uh, uh, the Bible says a soft word turns away wrath. So sometimes if someone is yelling at you, you might have to excuse yourself until that person can calm down. And then we can reconvene when, it's, when both heads are a little bit more clear. So also keep in mind, if you're building a brand and you want to sponsor the show and help me continue to grow uh, the show, then uh, my sponsorship packages are very, very reasonable. Uh, and you can get in front of five, six, seven thousand people uh, with your brand by sponsoring the quote of the day of the daily book excerpt or the uh, studio sponsor as well. Uh, representing Texas, Royal Justice out of Texas. Appreciate you for tuning in this morning. Again, if you are just jumping, jumping on, go ahead and comment in the chat where you're from uh, and shout out the name of your brand. You never know if someone on this chat is looking for uh, someone that does what you do. So let's move on uh, to uh, our principle number eight is recognize people's influence on your vision. Recognize people's influence on your vision, right? See, if you could fulfill your vision on your own, chances are that vision didn't come from God. 
If you can accomplish your dreams without the use or the help of anyone else, chances are that dream didn't come from God and it's not big enough. See, see, God created us all to be dependent, codependent, and interdependent. He created us all in, in, in various stages of our lives to be uh, very dependent, and then codependent, and then interdependent. So if your vision can be accomplished by you and you alone, chances are that didn't come from God. Chances are it didn't come from God. So let's understand and recognize people's influence and vision. We talked about uh, in, in part two, uh, and for those of you who want to check out the replays of the show, you can always go to um, you can always go to uh, tv.financialhealthmentor.com, and you not only get uh, the replays of these shows, but you also get my written commentary, also links to uh, some of our sponsors and things of that nature. So be sure to check out tv.financialhealthmentor.com. But in part two, we talked about understanding the uh, uh, um, the cost of vision, that you're going to be met with certain obstacles. Vision will stir up not only people to help you, but also people who will hurt you. It will not only stir up people to help you, in your vision, but it will also stir up people who will hate on your vision. It will also stir up enemies. It will also stir up those who want to hinder you from completing your vision. That's powerful. That's, that's, that's powerful stuff, man. You have to understand that there is a cost of being a visionary. There is a cost of fulfilling your mission. And sometimes that cost involves you having to deal with haters. That cost causes you to have to deal with your enemies. Now, these people have been enemies of yours your entire life, but you didn't even know that they didn't like you until you start moving towards your dreams or goals. Huh? You, you, guys, you guys see how that works? This person hasn't liked you their whole life, but when you weren't doing anything worthy of anything, it didn't matter. The moment you start pursuing your vision and you start challenging the status quo and you start changing, you start growing, all of a sudden, all of these people and these things and, and this hatred comes out of the woodwork. One of the keys to know that you're on the right track. Right? The law of association says you become like those you hang around the most. So if you are in pursuit of your vision, this is one of the things that I teach my children. Um, one of the things that I teach my children is they cannot hang with other children who don't have dreams and aspirations. 
They cannot hang with other kids. So my sons play ball. So naturally, uh, they hang with other ball players, other guys who aspire to play ball in college and things of that nature. But not just that. They hang with other athletes who, who aspire to be great at their particular sport. But not only that, they hang with other musicians and artists and, and, uh, and people who aspire to be engineers. And uh, you have to surround yourself with people who have dreams, goals, and aspirations because you will become like the people you hang around the most. People who do nothing want you to do nothing with them. You have to be careful. If you're hanging around people who don't have their own dreams, goals, and aspirations, they sit around doing nothing, they cannot comprehend, they cannot understand your pursuit of your dreams, goals, and aspirations. Oh, you guys understand that? People who uh, do not do anything, have any dreams, goals, and aspirations, when you talk about doing what you have to do to pursue and to fulfill your dreams, they're not going to comprehend that, and they're going to challenge you on that. Man, you going to practice again? Oh, man, you going to another one of those business conferences? Man, you reading another book on self-help? Really? You listen? All you do is listen to lectures? You don't listen to no music? See, because they don't have a pursuit of their own, they can't understand or comprehend what it takes to fulfill a dream or a vision. So as you're doing what it takes to fulfill yours, they start to hate on that. They start to hate on that. So you absolutely have to hang around people who have their own dreams, their own goals, and their own aspirations. Good morning, Rick, uh, Roger Powell. How's it doing? Uh, type the name of your brand as you're building your brand as well, Roger. Appreciate you for tuning in this morning. So you absolutely have to hang around people who got their own dreams, goals, and vision, right? People have the potential to create your environment, which determines your mindset, which determines your future. See, the people that you hang around, they create the environment. The environment then creates your mindset. Your mindset then dictates your future. So that's why the power of association, you have to be conscious at all times of the people that you allow into your space. People will create the environment. We are all energy beings. So everybody brings with them their own energetic frequency. So that creates the environment. That combined frequency then creates your mindset. And your mindset is what dictates your future. So if you're not careful, you can consistently put yourself in the wrong environment which that environment can create the wrong thought process for you, the wrong mindset for you, and will ultimately hinder you or prevent you altogether for, from fulfilling your vision. Right? We talked about this a little earlier. The act of pursuing your vision will awaken your enemies. Right? People have been your enemies your whole life. Uh, but they've been smiling in your face. And as long as you was down 
uh, being below average with them, you guys were cool. The minute you start sticking your head and shoulders up above them, trying to pursue something great, now you realize who you've been hanging with all this time. You realize that, you know what? We are, you ain't never really liked me, have you? <laughs> because you can't, can't have liked me, couldn't have liked me if the moment I start to elevate, you start grabbing at my heels trying to bring me back down. Right? So, yes, the pursuit of your vision, that's one of the costs of vision, is that it will awaken your enemies when you start to pursue your vision. Right? To change the world, you must declare your independence from other people's expectations and opinions. What you put in the chat, declare your independence. Have you guys declared your independence of other people's expectations and other people's opinions of you? It, it took me a while to learn this. See, see, I spent the first 26, 27, 28 years of my life trying really hard to convince the world that I really was who I was pretending to be. Oh, I don't think y'all heard that. I'm going to run that one back. I spent the first 25, 6, 7, 28 years of my life trying really hard to convince the world that I really was who I was pretending to be. You have to declare your independence of other people's expectations and opinions of you and what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish. Since where your attention goes, your, uh, your, your energy flows. Absolutely. You have to declare your independence, right? So since then, it took me going through a whole host of circumstances in my life, uh, a mental breakdown, slight depression and all that, till I realized that I have the responsibility to perform for an audience of one. And that's my creator. That is the only opinion. The only expectation that I'm seeking the approval of. And some people might say, well, you're married, so don't you seek the opinion or the expectation of your wife? No. Because as I perform for the audience of my creator and he's pleased, then she's pleased. Because we serve the same creator. So, you have to declare your independence of not only other people's expectations, but of their opinions. As a visionary, people believe I'm crazy. And if you think about the common definition of somebody who's crazy, then they are right. Because a crazy person sees things that other people cannot see. A crazy person will talk to other people uh, to talk to people that other people cannot see. And I do that all the time. I see things that other people cannot see. 
I see things as they could be. That's the definition of vision. They see things as they are. So people, because I see things as they as they could be, they think I'm crazy. Because I talk to my future self, people think I'm crazy. And you have to declare your independence from those opinions. Because I want economic empowerment from the black community, people think I have to do that the way they think it should be done. They have expectations of me to do it a certain way. No. The way I'm going to bring about economic empowerment to the black community is I'm going to create an army of entrepreneurs that are independently wealthy and we're going to use our own money to gentrify our own communities, to colonize our own communities. But people expect me, Cortez, why don't you start a nonprofit organization, get some grants and, 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 and buy, get some properties and, and fix them up, use the grant money to uh, hire low income people and all this. That's their expectation of how they think the problem should be solved. I had to divorce myself from that. First of all, you cannot go to your enemy and ask him to fund your liberation. Don't work like that. Don't work like that. You cannot go and ask your enemy for the finances that you need to buy the weaponry to overtake them. It don't work like that. So I had to divorce myself or declare my independence from other people's expectation. And this is why being a visionary is so fundamentally frightening to most people because you have to be able to step away from the crowd and being social beings that we are. It's incredibly difficult to walk away from people and to cause those people to turn their back on you because you are so headstrong. You see so clearly what has to be done. And because you're the only one that can see it, you're the only one that can do it. So you have to walk away from the crowd. And that's frightening because we're social beings. We all love to be loved. But a visionary sometimes has to blaze his own trail walk alone. So you have to divorce yourself from the expectations of others. Um, the power of, uh, you, you have to know that these three powers when it comes to uh, association, the power of disassociation, the power of limited association, and the power of expanded association. See, the, the association comes in three parts. So, so some people you have to flat out disassociate yourself from, period. Right? Some people you have to flat out disassociate yourself from. Other people, you have to limit your association. You can only be with them just so much. And then some people, you have to expand your associate, uh, association, right? What we tend to do is we stay in associations that do not help us 
right? And we limit the association with people who would challenge us to be great. And therefore, we don't expand our association with those people. I'm going to say that again. We tend to uh, uh, associate primarily with people who will not help us or will hinder us because we're trying to pull them along. And as we're spending so much time with them, we limit our association with people who will challenge us, who will uh, uh, cause us to expand our thinking, to look greater and to do great things. So we limit our association with them and therefore we never expand our association with the people that can challenge us and push us to be great. So understanding the three components of association. And then finally, finally, you have to increase those who bring positive influences into your life and decrease those negative influence. Increase the positive influence and decrease the negative influences. Really quickly, it is time for the daily book excerpt. So again, today's book excerpt, in fact, all week long, man, we're coming from, and the 12 principles come from this book, The Principles and Power of Vision. The Principles and Power of vision. So let me, I apologize, I didn't have my page marked as I was doing some last minute study for the show, but I knew we are principle number seven. Yes. So today's daily book excerpt Life is filled with alternatives. We are constantly bombarded with choices, and our preferences. Uh, reveal who we are and what we value in life. In fact, your life is the sum total of the decisions you make every day. You have become what you have decided for the last 15, 20, or 30 years of your life. What is perhaps even more significant, you can tell the kind of life you're going to have in the future by the decisions you are making today. In this sense, the future really is now. Sometimes we believe we can make bad choices today and make up for them later on. That thinking is in error. Whatever we are doing now is our tomorrow. Powerful, powerful, powerful stuff, man. It's whatever we're doing to now, doing today is our tomorrow. And if it's taking you 10 years to mess up your life with those decisions, chances are it's going to take you 10 years to right those wrongs. That's why you don't want to delay in getting things right. Life is filled with alternatives. We are constantly bombarded with choices and our preferences reveal who we are and what we value, right? Your choices reveal who you are and your values. In fact, your life is the sum total of the decisions you make every day. You have become what you have decided for the last 15, 20, or 30 years of your life. What is perhaps even more significant, you can tell the kind of life you're going to have in the future by the decisions you're making today. In this sense, the future really is now. The future is right now. Right. Sometimes we believe that we can make bad choices today and make up for them later on. That thinking is in error. Whatever we are doing now is 
our tomorrow. Today's daily book excerpt brought to you by Black Mama Tea and Cafe. Guys, go check out the We Funder campaign. Uh, Obama changed some things in the Jobs Act that allowed you to invest in a company that's about to go public during their pre-IPO phases without having to be an accredited investor. That's important because with just $500, you can buy 100 shares of Black Mama Tea and Cafe. Before, you would have to have a million dollar net worth or a $250,000 income to even know that this type of investment existed. Yes, Roy, I appreciate that. Yes, please click thumbs up on the video or thumbs down if you don't like it, right? Just uh, 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 rate the video for me, please. So uh, www.wefunder.com forward slash Black Mama Tea and Cafe, and it will allow you to look at her offer, what's going to come with you. You can study the company. Uh, there are 28,000 customers, everything that they have. The company is solid, uh, but do your own research. I'm not licensed to be able to tell you where to invest your money, uh, but I had her on my show. If you guys want to go back to uh, uh, iTunes or Stitcher, you can go back to some of the archive shows and you can listen to Vanessa talk about this particular opportunity. Uh, and not only that, go to blackmamabrands.com and buy some of the Black Mama Baca, uh, the Black Mama Agave, the Black Mama Coffees, uh, the, I'm sorry, not the coffees, but the Black Mama Teas, uh, and, and there are other uh, wonderful products and services. So again, uh, today's book is The Principle and Power of Vision by Dr. Miles Monroe, and today's book excerpt comes from, or is brought to you by, Black Mama Tea and Cafe. So, lastly, let's get down to principle number eight. And so, principle number eight is employ the provision of vision. You guys know my favorite saying is that we have passions for a reason, and our passions are designed to lead us to our purpose in life. And when you're walking in your purpose, there is your vision and your provision. There is your vision and your provision. Uh, so here we are. Number nine, employ the provision of vision. We understand, believe, and write the vision, but God provides the provision. See, we have to understand we have to believe in the vision. We have to write the vision down. And we just take action. And it's in the taking of action does God then reveal to us the provision needed to fulfill the vision. We just understand, believe, and write the vision down and start taking action. God provides a provision. Our visions are impossible to achieve on our own. That's why we need God. That's why we need other people. See, when God gives you a vision, that vision is impossible to you. Uh, when, he, when he first lays it on you, God, how in the world am I going to become a billionaire? He said, don't worry about that. You believe it? Yeah. You understand that? Yeah. Did you write it down? Yeah. Now let it, leave it to me to provide the provision that's going to get you there. 
right? It may seem impossible, and that is true. So that forces me to have to lean on God. It forces me to have to lean on other people. That's why it is that way. If you can see, see God doesn't work in the possible. That's your realm. That's man's realm. God works in the impossible. So if you have visions and dreams that you can accomplish on your own, that's cool. That's your that's your goal. That's your thing. God didn't give that to you. You gave that to yourself. See, God only deals in the impossible. Come on, why would he bother himself with things that you can do yourself? And, and, and that's why I have to caution people who, who, who literally sit around and they pray all the time about things that, and, and, and circumstances that they can change and do themselves. I don't call on God for the possible. I call on him for the impossible. Because I think that's just silly. I just think he's going to look at me and say, you asking me to give you a job when I gave you the power to gain wealth and produce for yourself? No. You go out and get you a job. You want a job. Right? I just think you don't ask God for that which you can provide for yourself. You're asking for the impossible. Right? Um... God never gives you a vision without providing the provision to fulfill it. This is principle number nine. Employ the provision of vision. God never gives you a vision without providing the provision. In fact, in most cases, because he knew you from the foundation of the earth, he knew what he called and purpose and built you to do. So he had already planted in you everything that you need to get this thing accomplished. It's already in you. It's already there. All you have to do is start acting on the vision and some of the things that you didn't know that you could do, they all of a sudden get activated. It's not like you get a new skill. The skill is already there. You just activate it once and for all because you're actually doing what you were called to do. So you may have that skill all along, but you never needed it because you were never fulfilling your vision. You were never walking in your purpose. So you never needed that particular skill. You never needed that particular resource because that resource is only necessary for this purpose. And until you start walking in that purpose, that thing has been laying dormant in you all this time. But because you were never walking in your purpose, you never needed it. So you never, it, it, you never activated that particular skill in yourself, right? Provision is usually hidden until you act on your vision. And we just kind of talked on that, touched on that a little bit. The, the provision is there, right? It's usually hidden until you start acting on your vision. Then God reveals that which you need. Oh, here you go. You need that right there, right? Now that you've taken steps one, two, and three, it's kind of like, I, I love, re, re, my, my, my favorite reference is, is Mario Brothers, Right? I'm from the school of you had Super Mario Brothers. Before they start getting into all of this 3D stuff, you just had the Mario Brothers game. You just had to go from board to board and you had to try to save the princess. Well, 
with every level came a new enemy. And because a new enemy came, there also came a new tool or a new resource to defeat that enemy. So on board one, I didn't get the tool that I needed to accomplish or to beat board four because the board four enemy doesn't exist on board one. So there's no need for that tool to even be revealed to me. But when I get to board four, I get access to some new tools. I get access to some new powers. I get access to some new resources. Well, the same is true with you. God gives you the vision. You're trying to figure out how you're going to accomplish the vision. And all he's shown you is step one. And you're saying, wait a minute. I need to know what I'm going to do when I get to step 10. He's saying, come on. You haven't even taken step one yet. Why are you concerned with what you're going to do with on step 10 and you haven't even taken step one yet? Just take step one. We'll figure out step 10 when we get to it. So. Prosperity doesn't mean tomorrow's need is met today. It means today's needs are met today. See, some people think that prosperity means that tomorrow is taken care of. No, no. The Bible says don't even worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough of its own troubles. Focus on today. Focus on the step that you're taking right now. When you get to step two, then we got something for step two. Right. So prosperity doesn't mean tomorrow's need is met today. It means today's need is met today. And when we get to tomorrow, if we're so fortunate, if we're so blessed, then uh, because we're walking in our vision, then guess what? There's going to be provision to meet tomorrow's needs. Right. Sometimes when you think about the provision of vision, sometimes provision comes from other people as part of them fulfilling their purpose. This is critical. Because sometimes pride will not let us accept help from people when we know we need help. I want y'all to get this because this is this is one of those another one of those things where it took me to understand really and get comfortable with who I am. Sometimes you need help. God places somebody in your life to help you, but your pride won't let you admit you need help and then won't let you accept help from other people. But what you don't realize is that you're blocking that person's ability to fulfill their purpose because their purpose was to be in position to help you. Oh, I don't think y'all following me. I don't think y'all following me. Sometimes God has put somebody on this planet and their purpose is to help you. They show up in your life to help you. And now because of pride, you won't allow them to help you. Therefore, you're causing them to not fulfill their vision, their purpose. 
sometimes the provision comes from other people as a part of them fulfilling their purpose. So now you know what I have to start saying to myself when somebody offers me help that I need and pride starts to creep in. I have to say to myself, Cortez, why are you trying to block that person's blessings? You won't accept their help. And if the Bible teaches me that he will bless those who bless me and curse those who curse me. Somebody walks into my life to bless me and I don't accept their blessing. In essence, I'm blocking their blessing because if they help me, they're going to get blessed. If they bless me, they're going to get blessed. So I, my pride is preventing me from accepting their blessing. In other words, now I'm blocking their blessing. I'm keeping them from fulfilling their purpose. If their purpose was put on this planet to be in position to help me achieve my purpose. See, again, we're all created to be dependent, codependent and interdependent at some point in our life. This might be a point in my life where I'm supposed to be interdependent with this person. They're supposed to be dependent on me accepting their help. I'm supposed to be dependent on them receiving their help so that we both can fulfill our life's mission. But sometimes pride will get in the way of us accepting the help that we need. And when you deny someone's ability to fulfill their purpose, in essence, you're blocking their blessing. And then last, uh, to back up that point, your vision affects other people. So be obedient to your vision. Your vision affects other people as well, right? So when people are coming into your life, sometimes until God, God, sometimes God won't reveal their vision to them until they take step one. And step one might be helping you with your vision, right? So you have to absolutely be obedient to your vision because it's always intertwined and interlocked with somebody else's vision. Right. Don't be a blessing blocker. Right. Don't allow yourself to be blocking other people's blessings who want to pour into uh, your life. Right. That might just be part of their purpose uh, to help you fulfill your purpose. And then that might also be what triggers their vision to be revealed to them is helping you support your vision. Because in a lot of cases, that's how it happens, right? Sometimes you have to support other people in their vision before your vision is revealed to you. Right? Sometimes you have to see people operating and working and functioning and functioning and their vision and their purpose and their capacity to fulfill their vision and purpose to understand how to function in your own. Right. So we're a little bit past the hour. I didn't even realize it. It slipped past eight o'clock. So let me just recap all nine um, principles so far. So tomorrow we'll wrap up the series with principles uh, 10, 11 and 12. So be sure to come back. 
be sure to hit the like or the thumbs down or thumbs up, whichever. Share it on your favorite social media timeline. Share it to Facebook, Instagram, wherever you like to share stuff. Grab the link. But here are the nine principles that we've covered so far. Number one, be directed by a clear vision. Make sure that you don't be lazy with your, your, your visualization. Don't be lazy with your purpose, your mission. When you see it, make sure that you see all of it. And don't be trying to discount it. Don't be trying to cut pieces off. Be See the whole thing and write down the whole thing. Be clear about your vision. Number two, know your potential for fulfilling your vision. Know that God didn't give you the vision and then you don't have the provision to make it happen. So the provision is there. Develop a concrete plan to complete the vision. God gives you the vision. The planning is up to us. God gives the vision. The planning is up to us. And as we start executing the plan, then the provision comes. Number four, possess the passion of vision. Nobody has ever succeeded without passion. It just doesn't happen, right? Uh, develop the faith of vision. We talked about being faithful to the vision is what legitimizes the vision. If you're following somebody else's vision or you're watching somebody's vision or if you have a vision, how you respond when you get knocked down will help determine whether or not that vision is legit or not. Right. If you get knocked down and you quit on your vision, that vision wasn't legit in the first place. But people who's got passion, people who understand vision, uh, they know that there are certain obstacles that come with being visionary. So they push through, they persevere. Uh, number five is develop the faith in your vision. Number six, understand the process of vision, right? There's a certain process to vision, how it comes to you, how it's fulfilled, and how you need to take action. Number seven, set the priorities of vision. Your priorities will make your decision making easier because all you have to do is ask yourself this question. Is this going to help or is it going to hinder my vision? Is this going to be good for my vision or is this the best thing to do to help me fulfill my vision? Number eight, recognize people's influence on vision, both positive and negative. Yes, people can influence your vision in a positive way, just like they can influence your vision or the accomplishment of your vision in a negative way. And then number nine, employ the provision of vision. Understand that God provides the provision and sometimes he provides that provision via other people so uh that's it for today's show really really quickly i want to get go back to the uh quote of the day was brought to you by monetize my life academy if you're growing a business and you're not focused on building a brand you're not building a sustainable business Monetize My Life Academy is all things branding and marketing for the solopreneur to 10x their brand and explode their business. $40 per month, all of the courses, ebooks, live webinars, live coaching sessions, everything that you need to build a bigger, more robust brand. Monetize My Life Academy. Or you go to www.monetizemylifeacademy. You got a free ebook that I want to give you, easy online incomes. Just put in your name and email address when you get to the site and you get there. If you want the coupon code for the $40 a month uh, discount, then all you got to do is inbox me and I will get you that information. Today's uh, book expert of the day was brought to you by Black Mama Tea and Cafe. Uh, basically, uh, she has wonderful teas. Um, 
like this particular one. This is what I'm going to have today. It's a red, green, and white tea. Uh, she uses whole tea leaves, black-owned company, black woman-owned company. She's going to be the first black-owned company to hit the New York Stock Exchange. Yes, there are other black publicly traded companies, but none on the New York Stock Exchange. She's going to be the first. Uh, and you have the ability to invest in this company, own you some shares. All you got to do is go to wefunder.blackmamateancafe.com. So that's it for today's show. I'm your main man, H. Cortez, the one and only financial health mentor to the black community, everybody's favorite fatherpreneur. So until I talk to you guys next time, I want you to get your money up because you absolutely can do it. But more importantly, you deserve it, each and every one of you. Peace out, people. See, the fools just tried to warn you. Ready or not, they about to move on us. God, a righteousness about to take and cut the enemy loose on us. And what you going to do, huh? You going to stand up or you going to fold? Talk that shit, but when it pop off, watch how many G's turn to hoes. They going to be up against some real killers. And not they brothers in these streets only popping out of fear, nigga. Don't you know they plot your destruction and preparations are being made? To rid you of this earth, they don't want your trick ass as a slave. So I'm spitting this wake-up call to all the ghetto soldiers. You had your fun in the game, but now it's time to do what you're supposed to. Got you killing each other in these streets like you don't give a fucking care. But we ain't psychological warfare. We ain't got no lives to spare. You better prepare yourself. Judgment day and the hour. The final 60 seconds, total dominion and all power will be placed in the hands of the original man. Infinitely. Like it began several years ago, yo, when those niggas began to roll and hold. Check out me ground like solutions on out of the cold. But what's it does no? We feeling the same way at the same time, though. On that nigga mind, I come up inevitable. Pull seats to the round table. Each nigga bow, they stay low. Inside went the ground, now it's time to hold the world to make way for. Five, six, seven, eight cats from scratch cake, we make that. Paper cats, they hate that. Y'all got shit, we don't take that. Had your cash like, where the wake at? My rap.